Wait, what are we doing here? What are we talking about? Movies? This is a weekend for gamers, but here on the Pond Express with... Uh, wait, not the Pond Express. Well, on Pond Express, but the Pond Theater with Chase and Justin. Here. Hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Out, out there doing the business. Uh, so, today, kind of in between E3... Because there have been some big movies come out. I mean, in the Heights and all that. That I mean, that that's the, the big biggest movie of them all that we'll start out with. It released on HBO Max and theaters this weekend. And then uh, some other films. Mark Wahlberg, infinitely killing himself or doing something crazy. It's on Paramount Plus. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that was releasing this week. Yeah. Uh, then there's another film, uh, Awake, and then uh, Wish Dragon. We'll see. I, I'm I'm gonna make sure I can pace this right. See how much uh, we can get through. Maybe we'll be able to get through all of them, but let, let's see. Uh, but yeah, just uh, trying to get this out of the way so I can uh, go back to streaming these E3 events that have been going on and at three which is in two hours from now is uh devolver digital so let's see if we can is that is that what's going on is e3 yeah e3 e3 is always yeah that's a big deal no it is a big deal that's why the gamers are like why are you talking about movies this week that's the only thing i have to say about in the heights is regardless of what i have to say about that movie man it released at such an awkward time which I get, that's usually in a, a month, or no, a year, actually. It was supposed to come yeah. out a year from now, or ago. Yeah. So, yeah. And on a Thursday, it came out on a Thursday, which is strange. I know, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like to ask, uh, Justin, how are you doing? But just want to get into it. See, I mean, again, try to get through this. Let's do it. Let's uh, do it. Yeah. In the Heights. <laughs> Which, in the Heights. Yeah, in the Heights. Lin Manuel Miranda. Who uh, created the play right before he did uh, Hamilton. And this is co produced by him, but the, the film adaptation is directed by John, uh, Chu. John, John Chu, who uh, did uh, Crazy Rich Asians. That's right. Also, G.I. Joe Retaliation, Gem in the Oh, Holograms. okay. We don't need. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we don't need to add, add all those other things, but I mean, ever since Crazy Rich Asians, he's been a lot more uh, artsy with his projects. I mean, from having so many uh, Asians on screen, I have so many Latina or Latinos and and uh, black men and women. It's just a wonderful, diverse group. I mean, carrying on for what Hamilton did. But uh, if people who don't know, okay, what what's Lin Manuel Miranda's type of work? And this is interesting because when Hamilton came out, a lot of people loved it, but there was even some people who didn't love it. And those people who didn't was like uh, either yeah, I, I don't like rapping, so uh, you know, there's a lot of rap in Hamilton. Also, Hamilton is not historically accurate. Okay, that, that's I guess that's something you want to debate. Now, isn't just the fact that you have a bunch of POC actors and actresses playing uh, white historical figures, but they're even saying, yeah, some of the things that they said in the play didn't actually happen. All right, I mean, I get it. Uh, you know, pop culture is just kind of overrun history that so many of us today don't even look at the history book because the history books aren't even completely accurate i mean lots of uh things that we uh just continue to find out that we are never taught but if you're upset about the historical inaccuracy well hamill or in the heights is not necessarily based off of a true story but in this you have wasabi who is played by actually uh anthony ramos who was in hamilton as well and it's usnavi usnavi not wasabi, wasabi. <laughs> wait wasabi is actually a restaurant oh okay uh usnavi no but 
when the the play came out, I, I guess what people loved about it is that it will not only did people love the music, it was head bopping or toe tapping, however you want to explain that. It was also a tale about immigration and overcoming gentrification, which is something that happens today. I mean, we have actually what's interesting is, is when i interviewed some people not not just in the u.s but also in canada because people like to say well canada's nice nobody's races over there it's just an, a run-on joke i guess but i've talked to poc men and women or actually women uh, over there who would tell me no canada is actually quite racist and they would kick out a lot of indigenous people from their homes to try to create houses for white people. And there was this whole thing about Syrian counties wanting to try to gentrification or gentrify their neighborhoods. And apparently you get a higher rate uh, rating on your home if it's a family full of white people. Lots of messed up things going on. That, honestly, going in, I did think this... I mean, adaptation of stage play. I thought I was gonna go in and make a sub or a statement about that. Turns out, no. It's just everybody's got a dream. Everybody wants to be someone in something. Plus, sueñitos, sueñitos, little dreams, sueñitos. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of cute thing is that they they also break down certain things about uh latin culture for people who may or may not know and i mean they, they bring out like things about uh no well i, I wouldn't say god or like everybody's got their own like religious figure uh i mean there's there's different types of or, or uh uh religious backgrounds but i mean they, they talk about like his, historical figures and everything uh, that, that I thought was kind of cool of that to bring up but the main purpose of this doesn't seem to be as deep as I, I hoped uh, it, I mean it's people wanting to go out and catch that dream they love their place so much that they want to leave it which is the most backwards thing and again like I was like okay that that's all right, if you love this place so much, why do you want to move out? Why do you want to go? Washington Heights. Washington Heights. That's how they say it. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was strange, too. It's like, this is a beautiful place that you keep talking about, but you just want to go. That was interesting. I didn't even think that was interesting. I just thought that was confusing. I was like, okay, what, what's all of these big song numbers about now? All right. Well, <laughs> and the other thing is that... This does dwell on a lot of feel-good movie tropes. And some that are fine. I mean, some that are really sweet. I mean, you got the love story between Lusnabi and also... Uh, I mean, there's a Veronica. big... Sub yeah, Veronica. There's a big subplot about him having the courage to ask her out and, and uh, you know, uh, form a love interests between yes. those two but then you get other things like another subplot now they introduce a bunch of characters in the beginning of the movie and uh one particular uh he's kind of a hard-working dad and he buys things real cheap because of the expenses he has to pay and I thought that was kind of cool. But then they go on about his daughter. And his daughter goes to him and complains, you know what? I'm going to drop out of this expensive school you, pay, you paid a lot of your money for because some white people called me names. And th that's a trope that I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I dug, like, bad movies for writing so for this to kind of almost do the same thing that that, that did break my heart i was like man i want to love this movie so much and at the end of it i just i really liked it 
because what also puts me in confliction is that yeah the movie is shot really nicely it looks incredible the musical numbers and high performance like there's some excellent dance numbers going on and some things that they pull out i mean not even using cg so like they have some cool stunts like one into the pool or someone goes underwater so the music is muted for a little bit i mean they perform a lot of really nice dance stunts here and while the music i don't think is as good as hamilton or another lin-manuel miranda's uh classic which he didn't direct but he composed the music for moana and that's because some of these songs they're just okay i mean i, I love in the heights her uh or snobby's grandma's musical number i thought was very uh, heartfelt and there were some others like really nice musical numbers as well and then some that are just there like lin-manuel miranda i mean yeah this is his place so i guess he's got to be in the movie i mean people watch the trailer you know he plays an ice cream or a uh ice water uh seller yeah like a snow co- snow cone yeah uh, it's cubed ice he scoops into a cone and then yeah puts flavoring over but yeah but like his whole musical number i just like all right this song isn't really interesting and it's there because we need to give lin-manuel miranda his own screen time and i don't feel like he contributed much to the story but i mean it is sweet and the writing is not i mean it it, as much as it will dwell on these tropes that i i don't like I do like, I, I do enjoy the chemistry between Lusnabi and uh, his cousin. I mean, the, this jerk uh, best friend that he's got. I, I mean, there's some great, like, uh, just almost like, uh, uh, I don't even know what a comparison would be, but just an, a sweet, uh, like, lighthearted friendship between these people trying to get the most out of their lives. And while it is two and a half hours outside of the Lin-Manuel Miranda part and the the, the scene the scene regarding who is the the guy who uh which guy are you talking about oh uh oh the guy who uh came in to spend twenty dollars on a lottery ticket oh yeah his daughter has this whole subplot that I dislike because it's a forced way to sh- to bring up the issues of racism. And I feel like there is a smarter way to execute this. Instead, it goes for the easy route. And th- this is probably like, as far as like, there are, these are the worst run scenes out of everything. And at the end of the day, though, now Cody earlier, he's not here, but he said that, man, I highly recommend you go out and watch this in the theaters. Yeah. You know, as much as I had fun with this movie and I was very much entertained, even if the parts I, I didn't like, I would be one to say you could just watch this at home. Like, you can see this in the theaters and, and you, you could have fun doing it, but it's not a film that I, I have to say you got to rush and watch it on the big screen. And that's because it it feels like a lesser of what Lin-Manuel Miranda would later do. This feels like this is his start for what are the big accomplishments he'll continue to make to this day. Now, I do think this is better than the uh, Mary Poppins sequel that he also wrote the songs for. If there's anything, I, I think he did better. But yeah, I give it a regular good. Because it is fun, but you know, it does have some issues. Yeah, I actually wanted more out of this movie as well, especially what you were saying about the uh, the song numbers. I really did not, I mean, I'm not Latino, but I didn't connect with any of the songs much. I really enjoyed it in the Heights. Um, but also, you're right, Lin Manuel just was kind of there for, for whatever reason, he, he didn't necessarily need to be there. Uh, it might just show because there's actually a little scene at the end credits it's it might 
I think it was just leading up to that end credits part, which is uh, where he finishes his song and then he has a uh, a one on one with the with that uh, ice cream guy who is in Hamilton as well, uh, and uh, plays plays is a really good singer. Um, but you know who surprised me was uh, the gentleman that's from um, Straight Outta Compton, Corey Hawkins. I thought he was good. He's a good singer. Um, but yeah, I do. I do agree. This isn't as good as Hamilton. Um, unfortunately for him, you know, maybe if we saw this first and then Hamilton, we would, you know, maybe have different feelings about it. But Anthony Ramos sounded just like Lin-Manuel for sure at the beginning. Um but uh, this movie is about following your dreams, no matter what it is. His dream was to leave. At least that's what it was at the beginning. So um, I don't I love the message that it sends and, it, and uh, how deep it really goes. Because this is not only about dreams and stuff, but it's about family and about uh, being there for each other, no matter what family or who family is to you, whether it's friends, whether it's cousins, you know, whether it's your immediate family. Um, but yeah, the whole stuff with the grandmother was sweet and I really liked oh, yeah. it. I love, I love the ending. I really, really like the ending because this is a whole sort of how I met your mother sort of storytelling situation. Uh, <laughs> um, and I really thought it all culminated well. Uh, but I, I, I give it, I give it a good, just a regular good. I'd love to give it more, but, uh, yeah, just, just didn't hit that that mark and you know what i do think cody's right it may have a different feel in the theater because even i went and saw conjuring three in the theater uh after we reviewed it and um it was better in the theater so i do think the theater vibe has a whole uh not much better (laughs) but i do think the theater going experience really elevates movies and it's the reason why we do need to see movies in theaters. I do think that with the music and the how beautiful it is, John uh, Chu doing his his colors that he's so good at, uh, I do think it will pop on screen in the theater. But I enjoyed it still, and um, it's definitely worth the view. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I would I wouldn't say you need to see it in theaters, but I for sure need to see it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just with the storytelling. Like, like I didn't think it went deep enough. Like, I guess because I've seen a lot of movies, even the, the whole message of follow your dreams, that that is so, like, textbook. Like, like that's, like, uh, what was that, that that Penguin Jim Carrey movie? Mr. Popper's Mr. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I think maybe just if we think about when he wrote this, Lin-Manuel, and the time that it was, he probably was just trying to follow his dreams and he, he I'm to get that. yeah. So I'm sure it was just, it was for that moment for him. It meant something, but yeah, yeah. It, it's a little bit of a lost message now. Well, the other thing is that while this is getting like high praise from crit- critics, uh, I hear theater go- or like people who love Broadway, they hate this movie. Like to them, this is one of the worst movies they ever seen. Now, I'm not one of those people who wants a film to be exactly like its adaptation. I, I really hate that thought where it didn't do this thing from the comics or the game or the or the TV yeah. show or the play. And what was this supposed to do for like the movie, the uh, in the pool? I mean, how are they supposed to do that on stage? You know, uh, well, and vice versa. It's so like, it doesn't have to match. Well, well, yeah, I I agree, but. Uh, from what I hear, like they took out things from the play that they, they thought were great. And I, I don't know, they, they did not like this. Like I, now I, I'm going to just my opinion again, I'm not a big Broadway experience guy. I, this is nowhere near on the worst. Okay. And I'm just going to tell you right away, the falling two movies are her probably going to be on my worst, <laughs> but you know, I would I would go at this like if you've seen the play, just forget about what you know about the play and just focus on what this delivers as a movie. Yeah, yeah. As a movie, uh, I thought absolutely. it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, it's so much fun. I mean, it yeah. it makes you want to dance. You know. I I don't it's know just, about that because again, I didn't <laughs> think the music was like amazing, but 
I mean, I just, I, I have regular fun. That's why I say it's not something I would rush out of the theater because it's like, I'm not going to listen to the soundtrack on Spotify. It's just, yeah, it was fun. But, you know, I, it's not going to be on my top 10 best, which is a shame because I was really looking forward to this movie. Yeah, I was looking forward to it too. Um, yeah, it won't be on my top 10 of the year, but, uh, you know, it could be up there with my favorite musicals. And uh, Nina was the character I was talking about, but uh, I mean, the actress who played her, she. It, I mean, all, all the, the cast, like the casting of this, I, it, if anything, it's the script. I don't think that came all together here, but, you know, uh, Leslie Grace, like, I, I mean, she, she's a beautiful young woman, great actress, just, they wrote her to be like a brat, and, I, yeah, anyway, <laughs> now we go on, we move to this, to uh, Mark Wahlberg, you know, I, I like Mark Wahlberg, even if... Oh, so you, I, this is, this wasn't included in the movies that we were watching. Oh, well this was it was a last minute thing because i i didn't i realized it came out this week yeah and now i, I realize I why well okay let me save you an hour and 49 <laughs> minutes you know so, i'm gonna see it it's action is mark Wahlberg. i'm first sure gonna watch it well i mean mark Wahlberg, he could seem like a cool guy even though he plays the same character in a lot of his movies and People want to cancel him because he did some bad things years ago. So, I, I mean, hopefully, well, with this, the, and Mar- this movie is uh, directed by Antoine Fuqua, who did uh, Equalizer. Yeah. So, yeah. that might explain something, maybe. But Isn't that Training Day director as well? W- well, he did, yeah, I, I think. No, well, yeah, maybe. No, 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 no. No, no, actually, no. That was another director. That was the guy who did Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. But in this, this deals with the idea of reincarnation, which, I mean, cool concept. Not not exactly the most, I mean, you you could argue uh, uh, Alter Carbon from netflix that came first but i mean I'm, I'm not here to say oh one thing did it so everybody's got to pay royalties like I, I that doesn't make any sense to me but here mark Wahlberg plays ewan mccauley who he uh, used to be an assassin who had many lies over the years he, and as far as as back as the french revolution so, man, Mark Wahlberg has seen so many things. And today he just discovers that, wait, what are you talking about, bro? I did all of these things back then? I, I really liked that concept and that idea. I mean, if, if you're a god lover, then you, this couldn't be a real true story. But I really like the, you know, the pretending about it. It's, that's a good concept. I guess. Because if there's one thing I could say to this film, because, uh, yeah, if you want to look on the, the run to me as it's getting destroyed, like it's one of the worst reviewed movies of the year. What is, what is it? Do uh, you know? Oh, I, I think it was like a 10% or something. Oh, now, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to say this. When, as the movie kept going i was not bored by it but i i will not lie it is freaking ridiculous and freaking stupid because the it's set in this sort of dystopian future uh, of where everybody not just mark Wahlberg, but everybody is reincarnated and they know about it how they know about it well like i guess they had memories well some did but mark Wahlberg just found out i, I mean you know, it's they're trying to make an avatar character and get if you don't think on it too hard. All right. May, maybe this concept is a, a little confusing, but when it comes down to it, Mark Wahlberg, if you have not seen him in his like Academy Award winning films and he just went by this or Max Payne and the happening, you'd be concerned you'd be convinced he'd be a terrible actor for anything because Mark Wahlberg is 
horrible in this. Like, do you like him in other movies though? I mean, well, he's one of those. You know, I in l- l- let me say this. There was a I don't remember the name of it, but with uh, Christopher Plummer, that was where he replaced Kevin Spacey. And oh, all the money in the world. Yeah, he had a he had a great small role, and I mean, he he didn't really have much, but I mean, yeah, you're right. When when Mark Wahlberg can kind of, uh, like when when he's given a drama or or he's given something that's, or maybe family friendly, if he is able to completely let loose, or be in where something where he's held to some constraint, I think he could be good. But when you go anywhere in the middle, that's when Mark Wahlberg gets to that uh, bro bro mode. And (laughs) the the, the problem with this is that everybody in this movie is a complete cartoon character. There's like a a guy who uh, deals with the lab experiments about the whole reincarnation project. And he's he's picking on random women by talking about different ways he can maim them. And I was like, I, "Are you sure you want to write this <laughs> down?" <laughs> and meanwhile, well, he's being goofy and maybe a little bit uh, uh, questionable. Mark Wahlberg is supposed to play the serious guy, the the Avatar, and. The lines he delivers, they're so bad that they're actually funny. Like, like there is a point where he's going uh, or he's uh, meeting up with the, the, these gangsters, and things go south, and he held, holds one of them with a sword by his neck, and he, he's like, uh, "Hey, brah, l- listen, I'm not a murderer. I'm just misunderstood. Okay, brah. Okay, brah. Good." Go go go, bra! And it, I was like, oh, okay, I can't tell when he's acting like this. Is he is he really into the role? Is, is this just his chick? Because you know, in every in every type of these movies, he's just gotta act like a bro. And his performance of acting like a bro is very odd, but. I was entertained because it was so odd. Now, as far as the rest of the characters, I mean, all of them are bad. All of them just shout exposition. There, there's really no character development. It's just a go from one scene to the next to get to one action scene to another. And yeah, if you just want to see action of any type, I mean, you'll get it. That's me. I'm raising my hand right now. Or what? Yeah, because I, I love action. But you, you have to look at this as like, okay, Mark Wahlberg, but then Chuel Ejiofor, Sophia Cookson, and other things like Toby Jones and, and Tom Hughes, Kay Alexander, uh, Dylan O'Brien, or Brain. Uh, like, all right, all these other cast members are just there to give out exposition to get to the next scene to a story that you don't really have interest in you're you're just looking at all the we- people a- acting weird in different ways and, and the whole thing of that okay everybody dies but they're always going to be reincarnated so where's the end when you know that person you kill comes back and even in in just some fight scene like characters commit suicide and and say hey i'll, I'll see you at the backyard yard okay see you later <laughs> i was like these are those these are those this is a freaky there's a freaky movie you know the vince Vaughn one that came out this is this is uh happy death day this is uh, Edge of Tomorrow type. Is this what's going on? Uh, except not written at all well. Like, uh, Happy <laughs> Death Day had some witty humor. Like, there yeah. was some clever commentary to it. Edge of Tomorrow, I have not seen, but I've heard great things about. But yeah, this is ripping off all those other films you've seen and not yeah. really executing yeah, all that. Yeah.
But I was like, yeah. okay, as a really stupid action movie that can kind of have some questionable performances. I mean, again, as I said, how it will treat women, I, I will not put against any feminist that will get angry at this because okay not the most empowering movie to diversity and oh my gosh so this see i i was gonna give this like i was gonna give this like maybe a little decent because it's like okay this you want to watch a trash movie you got paramount plus and this is the one thing that you get it for but as it ends, I have to spoil it because this ending. <sighs> okay, I got to take the earpiece out. You let me. You give me a no, thumbs no, up. No, no, you got to spoiler. hear this. You got to hear no, this. You got, don't spoil no, it. you don't need to watch this movie. Here. Don't go. Uh, the, yeah, don't the, chase. Don't. This ending is bad. Look, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Okay. So, so I'm going to save you. I'm going to save you a Paramount Plus subscription. So. <laughs> Let me let me just tell you this. So another element to this movie is that Mark Wahlberg knows martial arts. He's really good with the sword. And that's kind of the main attraction of his action pieces, which can I mean another thing is that the effects sometimes look bad, sometimes they don't. I mean, there's some practical action that I like and then there are parts where he has to go into like a, a hospital and the mask looks like a uh, like a it's supposed to like uh, examine like his genes and everything but the mask looks cheap like it, it's made of plastic like they bought it off of Amazon for five bucks it, it definitely doesn't mesh in with this futuristic world that they got actually a pretty decent sized budget for them. Because they had a lot of CG to Mark Wahlberg's stunt double. Like, there's a part where he's got an action scene. You can tell that is not Mark Wahlberg. But this ending, because this whole goal is that he's got to uh, finish his job as an assassin like like undo the wrongs just complete his mission you know stopping an evil guy from destroying the world he defeats the evil bad guy which acts like a, a bad video game boss fight and of course at the end he's like or the the boss fights like uh, i'll see you on the other side or i'll i'll get you next time so it's like all right well th this will never end because everybody's gonna come back i get this so he's great at martial arts so much that when mark Wahlberg finally dies he's reincarnated as an asian <laughs> who knows kung fu this is it a, a look-alike or is it just completely different no completely different oh boy. like he 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 and what's funny is the guy who hired him before he could just suddenly spot him because he's the one guy who's swinging his sword around. It's like, okay, so no other Asian could be a, a swordsman expert. And oh, the way the, I was, I was like, oh my, oh my god, you want know screw this? <laughs> <laughs> do if you could, would you want to do that? And, and no, like if you had. You know, another life. If there, what it was, and you know, want to live in it. Well, I mean, the the afterlife and and the the idea of living another life. I mean, it's an interesting concept, and you know, it's still a mystery whether or not it exists. We've had proof in the past of at least possible sightings. I, I can't remember, but there was this one kid who. Like when she, he turned four years old, he had memories of being a World War One or World War Two pilot who crashed and died. So, you know, the thought of reincarnation is interesting. And honestly, you know, if that happens, then so be it. It's just that I, I feel like this is way too much of just an easy coincidence to for. For someone who's a martial arts expert, the first thing you think about, he's an Asian kid in a in a in a dojo, by the way. 
it, it doesn't stop that he's a, an Asian kid. He is an Asian kid in a martial arts dojo. So this movie should have been called Trope. Everything it should have been called Racist Trope. <laughs> I was like, but also, also the tropes of all like action. You said, you know, it's pretty stereotypical. Yeah, I, I was like, really at the age of stop Asian hate. God dang, you, you're not doing Mark Fa- Mark Wahlberg any favors here. Although he probably signed on this. I don't know. Well, yeah, gonna, I, mean, yeah. I mean, he might have executive produced it as well. Who knows? No, he was he was just starring in it. Like, it, I don't, yeah. I, uh, so what, really, this is a selling point for Paramount Plus. Where is this like Avatar, The Last Airbender, or Halo series you got? Like, wh- why are we stuck with those BS? Between this and the CG Rugrats show and Camp Corel, it's like, and then next you got iCarly reboot or whatever it's called. It's like, all right, you're not really showing the value here. Uh. So that leads us with Netflix. And Netflix, there were two films. You, so you gave it an avoid? Oh, oh, avoid. Yes, avoid. <laughs> this is not something to sell Paramount Plus with. This is one of the worst action movies of the year. And it was one that I was kind of entertained at parts. But no, the dialogue was so bad. Oh, my gosh. Like... It, it it baffled me that this guy did Equalizer, which I haven't seen, but really, I don't even want to know how you could screw up with uh, De- or Denzel Washington if you screwed up with Mark Wahlberg. Uh, two so, guns. Two guns. Mark Wahlberg and Denzel. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, he's Sully next time, so... <laughs> Uh, anyway, Wishing Dragon or Wish Dragon, sorry. Wish Dragon. And this is, I, I mean, well, put Asians on a positive side. This is a CG animated movie with a full Asian cast. And and one of the cast members is John Cho, which is kind of cool. Which one did he play? Uh, I think he plays the dragon. Oh, yeah. Uh, I really uh, yeah. So, Wish Dragon. Now, Wiz Dragon is about like uh, a young kid named uh, Jimmy or named uh, Din, who is played by Jimmy Wong. And uh, no, John John Cho may, plays Wong. No, sorry. No, uh, oh, what, what was I saying? No, that was the dragon. Okay, what am I doing? Okay, Jimmy or uh, is the name of the dragon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Din, he, he I mean he's a he's a kid going through school. I mean. He's uh, trying to get get out there. He he has a DoorDash like job, uh, selling and or going around and selling dumplings. When all of a sudden he gets an order from one address to a like almost like an abandoned part uh, of Shanghai, and he finds out that well th- this person uh, offers a. Uh, magical uh pot or a, a, a pot that uh brings out a wishing dragon and that dragon grants three wishes and the, this might or or two just two just two oh, just two oh well i mean like you know that that's the whole premise three wishes yeah if bring, yeah. yeah if you give me three wishes then since i've been on here for centuries this is my last chance uh, Did to... that, didn't that part feel a little Aladdin-ish to you i get it. here's the thing is as the started it's very easy to get comparisons to aladdin and i i would totally understand because right as the start i was like wait a minute is this going where i think it's going because long kind of acts like genie at the start but very much so yeah, but I mean, very quickly it turns out that that is not completely. I mean, it, it goes. The inspirations are there, and then it dives into something different. Because for one, Lung is not genie. Genie is just this humble servant who wants to uh, be there for a lot. Well, I mean, be there because I mean he wants to be a good genie to whoever his host yeah, is. Or his, that's yeah. his job. That's his boss. You know, that's his whole reason for being. 
as long as like I am sick and tired of you, I just want to break free and get out of here. Yeah. So if he serves ten servants, then he gets to go back to his life the way it was before he became a dragon, and Din is his tenth servant, his tenth master. Yeah, and as long as it's kind of a jerk to Din, so it, it just it goes through this, and the other element that brings i mean just kind of differing from aladdin is that there is a big fish out of water element because long has been locked in uh for years so he does not understand what the modern city looks like and that first that could seem like all right now we're just going into basic kid movie things we got oh what is this iphone and everything uh, luckily it doesn't go for the lowbrow type humor and really, as this went on, it starts to deviate even further from what the inspiration originally was. And I, I end up uh, really adoring this film, which is weird, because when I looked at this, I was like, in the Heights, man, that's the movie that that's going to be the top of everything we see. Turns out it's actually this, at least in my opinion. And I'll even tell you why. Because... As this continued, it's like, I guess if we, I, I want to make, make a comparison of, of any sorts, I got a similar experience out of this that I did with Crazy Rich Asians. Because some people can argue with Crazy Rich Asians. That is full of tropes. It's a, you know, it's a romantic comedy. You've seen it done before. Yeah, but within that familiar structure, it deviates by not pulling the same things that all those other movies would do. You don't have the love interest that goes, you're rich. You never told me I'm leaving you. That's it. We're over. It's done. And same here, because the Latin comparisons are very minimal. Once the film kicks off or gets going with uh, it's after it's set up, and it's really just a a, a very uh, mature or, or, or story about like really figuring out yourself and because other things and th- what this does even better than in the heights with, with the the love story the or, uh, couple here because we have a uh, den and because uh, den is trying to and uh impress Linda Wang uh, played by Natasha Lee Bordesu why am I say Bordesu uh, and the thing about her is that it, it isn't that story of um, oh my god you know what I don't really want to talk to you or the main character is like oh man this person doesn't want to speak to me so then it works out and then he he lies and then and then they're through and everything but it doesn't go like that actually one of the things that this brings up is that uh because with uh or with the love interest here she is the daughter of a man who owns a very important or a very big corporation and they have there's some obligations there because the family wants her to uh, move somewhere else or, or be somewhere else and there's even a, a subject that goes with uh it, you know as much as you want not everybody you grew up with is going to stay with you forever and i think that's just a, a very i mean i mean because uh a dim's mom brings it up her ding a dim's aunt uh like i i really love that the, this brought in some mature subjects here when you you take that prejudice of oh my gosh a land rip off out of it because th- this does much more than what the f- first eyes could really say and it led to something that was just very endearing even with lung i mean you think okay why are you such a jerk to den and he opens up his own insecurities when you find out what's going on with him. And I really like that. If there's anything that I, I think, because I, I, I really adore this film. And I, I, I'm just, and this is really awesome to see this type of res- representation and able to bring in some familiar elements to 
bring in topics that I think that is great I, that we should educate kids on. I mean, regarding the social life, because uh, she, I mean, you know, the, he, he gets, there's a part he gets so upset that it's like, all right, man, man I, I feel for you, Den, but I, I don't know if this is the right way. I don't want to spoil it because I like the different things that this film puts up and it, and it is charming and it can be funny too. I mean, yeah, occasionally there's a joke that has been for little kids and the weakest part about this, I'll say the animation, it looks fine, but yeah, it's definitely animation on a tighter budget, but it's not like a super, super cheap looking movie. Definitely not that. It's kind of one of those mid tier CG animated films. And then the villain, there is an actual antagonist here. He's just an evil bad guy who wants to get rich, and he's got two henchmen, or hen- yeah, hench people. I guess he the likes to use his legs. Oh, that that is something about him is that he always fights with his legs, which it's a it's not only that, but he closes him. the door with them. He turns the yeah. sign from open to closed with them. Like he only uses his feet. <laughs> No, I, I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, if there's anything, yeah. that even with even with that trope of him just wanting to, to be rich and, and take over, like, turn everything into gold and everything, I mean, that's his big thing he wants to do. I mean, I, I like that. I mean, he's a, as far as a, a baddie for the hero to take down. I mean, there is something different about him. And he's not Jafar or any other Disney villain that we've already seen i mean they they only strive or they only dwell in the familiarities with aladdin for something that i i think is not on the realm of something that i, I would i would assume in, in a not assume but you know you talk about chinese uh, fairy tales or folk tales i mean there are spirits there are even their their own genies so for this to bring that up, I was like, all right. I mean, it is very respectable in all Asian cast and even written by a- I mean, Asian filmmakers. Constance Wu is another uh, great addition here. I mean, Wu yeah. was in Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. So, yeah, give this a high good. I mean, just for those things, if I don't, it's like tearing on the edge of must watch, but it's an excellent movie to see uh i mean for the whole family on netflix so yeah no i i end up enjoying this the most out of everything we've seen and that's that that surprised me uh i can't disagree i really really like this movie i i you know once because i brought up the aladdin part because literally what he says is i want to be a prince like uh prince it's not Princella, but it had other letters to it. And, and that means that he is a, a man of wealth and he has, you know, a nice car, nice watch, and he has a valet and that's what this means. And that's what he wanted. And I just think it's funny because he did kind of turn it into like a Prince Ali type. They did make a, their own joke onto us, onto themselves and make fun of themselves. But it, you're right. As soon as that part was over, this movie soared into other ways that uh, I, I think is just a really, really good film. This one's about, you know, In the Heights is about uh, dreams. This one's about friendship. This one's, yeah, you, you, you don't necessarily get to stay friends with the person that you were first best friends with in your lifetime necessarily. And, and you're lucky if you are. But he just wants his friend back from when he was, you know, younger. And, you know, where she's being pulled and in this direction and pulled in that direction to help her father's success keep keep going. Uh, he just wants to be her friend and ask her how she's doing and see if she's okay. Uh, and, I mean, it, the friendship theme of it all lasts up until the very last second of this film. And uh, it's just really nice to, to see and feel. And, uh, you know, the, the wishes that the goon, because, you know, it, whoever's in possession of this teapot gets the yeah gets to have the wishes and so there's a few other people who do get their hands on it and get the wish and those those wishes are really funny 
Uh, I really like that part. I think the whole uh, long and thin relationship was just really, really fun and clever. Um, you know, I, you were saying Lon was really mean to Din, but Din didn't seem like it uh, affected it affected him much. He just yeah, let it play out. Yeah, um, no, I love which the is, Yeah, which is kind of what a friendship is like. You 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 like the person for who they are, you know, and and you accept them for who they are, and even with their shortcomings, you're still kind of like, oh, that guy, you know, or oh, that girl, she's she's that's her, that's her, you know. Yeah. And this is that movie, and it's just, it's filled with joy. I totally agree. I appreciate, you know, the all Asian cast and creators. And, you know, there needs to be more movies like this. It reminded me of Over the Moon without all the music, but just, just the fact that it was, you know, all Asian and was able to capture a good feeling from the movie. Uh, I do think Over the Moon had better, you know, graphics, but I like the story in this one more. Yeah, I mean, Over the Moon probably had more money because it was from a Disney veteran. But uh, I mean, the, this independent studio, what they were able to bring out, I, I you know, I, I really appreciate. It. I, in fact, I mean, later down the line, if I think about it more, I might even give it a must watch. But I, I guess I did kind of feel back and forth about the things. Yeah, I do have to kind of ding it for it. But uh, no, definitely worth seeing on Netflix. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's definitely yeah. worth seeing. I think it's it's better than just for kids. It's for you know adults as well, and uh, I I give it a you know good high good, right there in between, a good plus for sure. Yeah, yeah. Check this one out. Uh, unfortunately, that was not even on the top ten. What was on the top ten on Netflix was Awake. Yes, it uh, was. Yes, it was. <laughs> It sure was on the top ten. Yeah, I, I guess th- this is the type of people, or this is the type of movies that or people want to see. Now, I mean, all right, it's got a, ca- a cast people recognize. I mean, I can't say there's not anybody in it. I mean, you, I, I mean, you do have Iron Fist in it. I mean, Finn Jones, he comes back. I have not seen him in anything since Iron Fist. So, uh, welcome back, Finn Jones. <laughs> But the okay, because I watched this movie, and it's funny. It's called Awake because I was wide awake watching this, and it's not even a very long movie. It's uh, just a little over an hour and a half. And yeah, I I see this. I I watched it to the credits, and my my end reaction is what What the heck did I just watch? <laughs> Gina Rodriguez. And uh, other people like uh, Ariana Greenbelt and and uh, Barry Pepper, uh, Lucas Holes. Uh, okay. Uh, well, yeah. So the the most I I could even piece together here is that it begins with a car crash. That what what the little girl in this movie here sees it from or started from a police officer and they get hit they i mean they get injured badly this movie is right at mace there's a little bit of gore and immediately you just see the hospital and everybody is like the russians it's all the russians faults what about this the chinese it's just and again it, it it's specifically it's middle-aged people who are and i don't want to offend people who are plus size because again they're, they're i really don't i think i think it's power to you whoever you want to rep identify as or you know look like it i mean i'm just saying that this movie seems to kind of stereotype the type of conspiracy theorists here and, and i was like okay no that was a police car that hit her and sooner or later this is now in the apocalypse and I was like, "All right, what <laughs> the, the frick?" And there's a there's a there's a church about salvation, and it's like a bunch of random scenes are coming together. And there's this whole theme about is this real or is this not real? I, I was like, "What is that? Does that always work out as far as like keeping the interest the 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 uh, mystery interesting?" Because the dialogue is so bad that I don't really 
because everybody acts like they're in an asylum movie i mean even ben jones like i want to root for him but he the little you got out of him in this movie was not good he was pretty much being iron fist he was danny Rand, and he was gone before he knew it i was like all right and i like gina rodriguez she's a great actress I mean, she's Carmen San Diego now. That's good. Oh, cool. That, yeah, she did have a, a little bit of blowback because uh, she made some sort of comment on Twitter. Oh, no, I know. She, so what it, What happened is she was lip syncing a music video and the music uh, oh, video had the N word. Yeah. yeah. Well, she didn't even say it. Like she lip synced it and she apologized that. I mean, you know. I'm not going to, regarding that, like, I'm not going to tell people how they should feel. I mean, you, you don't really like Gina Rodriguez after that. That's fine. I I mean, I think when you're singing a song that has the N-word, you got to be careful and dance around that. So he, well, she did, yeah. She also was, like, live streaming or something, and that's the reason why it's out there. Because, like, if it was a video, she could have just deleted it. But yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it's just weird. People are so sensitive, but yeah, I guess. Well, well, okay, okay. I was like, you should. I mean, you should, because the, the N word is not really something for people who are not black. And I mean, yeah. that that's something that you really should should not even consider saying. And that becomes a tricky. I mean, it's, it's not saying like it's. I, I don't think I don't like the N word personally at all, and I I just yeah. don't understand the appeal of it. But Same. you know, you're gonna listen to it, it, that's the problem is that there are songs that have the N word a lot, and I mean maybe there's context to it. And I'm and not <laughs> the artist has like a meaning or a reason like that. This is why I, I dropped the N word. Okay, but now for someone who is not black, then how you dance around that, you probably are best listening to clean version. Still, she apologized, and if you're saying you're sorry and you're promising to do better, and you know you, you are doing things. I mean, if she's coming out and still doing racist stuff, then that that's a different story. But I mean, if it's a slip up and you apologize, I mean, I I don't know. I, I'm not mad at Gina Rodriguez. Yeah, me either. I yeah. mean. It is a song, like, there's quotes in movies, you know, I mean, it's not like she was, she had malice behind it, it's just, she was kind of the same one. Well, she, I mean, again, she didn't even, like, say it, I mean, she, well, still, I mean, even if you lip, you shouldn't even lip sync the N-word, but anyway, that that's, I mean, that's now an argument for just, another bit, yeah. Yeah, now yeah. we can just dive deeper and say, oh, are you supposed to listen to songs with the words, that word in it? It's like, yeah, you know, it's so tricky, so. Yeah, well, what I can say is that in, in this, I don't think she's bad, but the dialogue she's given it's is not good. Like nobody in this, I think, sells a good performance, and that hurts when you're trying to make this sort of mystery thriller where you're trying to keep the audience off guard. Oh, is this real? Is this real? Did this actually happen? Or are they just seeing things? But I don't really care about these people, and they're kind of lame by by acting quality. I I, I don't know, but maybe you felt different. Um, well, you're, there's nobody can say this is a good movie. No, <laughs> you're you're right. The dialogue is horrible, and the story is just whatever. But by the way, the story is is the uh, their apocalypse is that they can't sleep they're always awake but her daughter can and so they want to get her daughter so they can have the serum to go to sleep and uh it's so this that's what the story is i loved this movie <laughs> it's not good it's not good but i enjoyed it so much you know it's uh I, I just like the idea of it all. I thought it was, it, I like, a, 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 you know, like the apocalypse type of movies and to have it be so different, to have it be like, because they can't sleep, because you will go insane and people did. And I just really enjoyed that sort of idea. And I liked it all the way up until the, the very last second, because it really, 
it really goes all the way until the credit. Um, it's not a good movie, guys. It's not. It's really bad. And I, I during watching it, I was like, God, this oh, is bad. And, you know, yeah, Gina Rodriguez is giving it their all. You can't really fault her on it. Um, Jennifer Jason Lee's in it for some reason, but I I just enjoyed it. I, I thought it was an interesting premise. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't mad at it. Well, I was mostly I was just confused because how it even progresses to these levels, it just jumps to it. Like you just like, all right, I guess we're now here. Now regarding that, I don't think it's really an original. Con- I mean, now nothing's an original concept. Everything you do, someone else has already done it. And regarding the whole idea of a post-apocalyptic with sleep, uh, yeah, Rooster Teeth came here first with uh, their short film Day Five which again is about an apocalypse where if you fall asleep or no, you you just close your eyes, you die. So they're having to survive trying to keep their eyes open for so many hours. And while, I mean, yeah, there are things that may or may not be explained here that, that I feel like executed the fear of having zero sleep worse or better than this film because this film is just all over the place (laughs) (laughs) like like it it goes even when it does action scenes it does action scenes by flipping between whether or not someone is hallucinating or that in person isn't hallucinating and they have to run for their life or shoot someone yeah, it's like, yeah, and the, the the fact that you even bring this to an apocalypse, because like, okay, so people can't sleep. Do they? Are they like dead? Or like, it doesn't fully even explain, or at least I don't think how he even gets to these points. It just gets, goes there, and either you're rolling with it or you're not. And I am not. I'm like okay there's nothing in here for me to really get entertained by it i'm just watching this going wtf till the end of the movie and by the end i was like okay this i don't understand why this is on the top 10 this has no even by its concept it, it really doesn't execute any of this it just it just very sloppy i i and I, I, I don't even know if it's trying to be a horror movie or even thriller. It's like, okay, uh, yeah. So I, I would give it a void because no, yeah. <laughs> don't give it that. I'm sorry, I, I did not have a good time with this. I was like, yeah, uh, it's dang. an hour, it's an hour and, and a half of just you wasting your time for something that doesn't go anywhere. I was, I was like, all right, okay. I mean, bored, maybe that's... To feel, yeah. You're supposed to feel for Gina Rodriguez and her two kids. I don't. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, if you don't, so, then yeah, this movie will fall by the list. But I'm going to give it a, a little good. <laughs> I, <just kidding. laughs> no. I had fun. I had uh, guys, it's not a good movie. Telling you, but I don't think it's a it's a void. There's okay. some fun parts to it, and I, I enjoyed it. It's, uh, yeah, I I watched it on Thursday, and I was just I had a really good time. It was a good film. Okay. All right. I've also been alone for you know four weeks living here, so it's okay. You <laughs> that, had to stay awake all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, me. Yeah. I, I guess for that. That. All right. Well, that is all we have on the show. Uh, yeah, I gotta go back to streaming, but I'll yeah. say yeah next week. What are the movie? Oh yeah, Lu- Lu- Lucia or Luca, the oh, new Luca. Pixar yeah. film, Fatherhood and all that. Oh, iCarly, yes, <laughs> I will be oh. talking about that. Yeah, yeah. iCarly's back. Miranda Cosgrove. Luca. No, it says Luca on Disney Plus, Demon Slayer movie on Theo. Oh yeah, Fatherhood that too. On yeah, yeah. So, and, and I'm I'm gonna put uh, iCarly on there because I, I will watch it. You guys don't What's ask that? me, but I'm gonna do it. What, what is that on Disney Plus? No, that's Paramount Plus. No, I I 
I will be the one to experience the iCarliness. Is it a movie or a TV show? It's it's a TV show. Okay, yeah, for yeah. sure, not gonna watch it. There. Okay, I I will. You're, I will watch I'm, it. you're forcing me to watch Demon Slayer, but that's a, I'll, I'll give you. No, that. I'm not forcing you to watch it. I mean, it did oh, destroy, well. uh, or it did destroy Mortal Kombat at the box office, but you don't have to watch yeah. it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I like that you forced me to watch movies because I would never, not that you forced it, but the podcast forced it, and I would never watch some of these things. So I'm okay, excited. All right. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that, that'll, that'll be. conversation if it's crap. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it got almost 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I mean, yeah, everybody's got their own opinions. So, I mean, it, you know, you like what you like, you don't like what you don't like. So but, I like the uh, <laughs> Okay. Uh, Pond is available on all podcasts and platforms of your choice Facebook, uh, Spotify, Anchor. Well, I mean, Facebook and Instagram as social media, but you know, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, all that thing. Listener Notes is another thing, but all those stuff. Uh, Facebook.com says Pond Instagram says Pond Twitter at ChasePond64. And we'll do video clips on Insta Reels and, or put video clips out on video, Insta Reels and TikTok under Pond Stress. And also actively streaming E3. Actually, going to go back right into that. While Cody, or, I, I call you Cody. I mean, Justin is out here filming his short that we'll see when it's all done. And Cody will be back soon. So uh, that'll be exciting. But until then, uh, take care. Bye, guys.